Welcome to Jim Rome's Big Head Bets, the divisional round. And now there are four. I am Jim Rome, and he's, well, he's a delinquent. He's a murderer of the English language. He has the face of a 50-year-old, the forehead of a tarmac, and the maturity of a 12-year-old. He is James Kelly. What's up, head? Not much, Jim. Not much. Can't argue any of that, but... What's going on? No, you can't. In fact, Mm-mm. you must be pretty damn good at what you do for me to put up with all that crap because all that <laughs> crap is true. So let me rephrase it. How y'all living? And more importantly, how do you feel about things going into the divisional round? I can't call it, man. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I feel great about well, it. Right here. <laughs> this is not the most amazing thing. Like some people listening to this pod do not know what we're talking about. But John oh in New gosh. York going with that. How amazing was that? It, amazing. The entire dynamic is amazing for fake. Uh, fake John was one of the greatest things of all time. And then for Rome real John to be. What's happening, partner? <laughs> it's so good. Fake Driz, dude. Of all people, too, Driz. I can't call it Maine. I can't call it Maine. <laughs> I, I know it's good if you couldn't even wait to get to that. All right, so why don't we do this? It's going to be another challenging okay. week. Let's get at it. First up, Jags v. Chiefs, Maine. Jags went from playing the worst half ever to playing one of the best halves ever to laying waste to the choking Chargers. And then the Chiefs, well, they are the top seed. They got the soon-to-be MVP in Patrick Mahomes, who incredibly had, was even better this year without Tyreek Hill than he was last year Mm -hmm. with him. They're dangerous as hell, but they are not perfect and this is a really interesting weekend if you're looking to play the dogs. The Jags are red hot. You can get them. And at last check, you can get them for eight and a half if you want them. Is that still the number? And how are you playing it? Yeah, it's still the number. Uh, tough one here. KC beat them by 10 points earlier this season in a game where they turned the ball over three times to Jacksonville's zero times. Also, the famous Andy Ryad numbers in play here, Jim, where. Two weeks of preparation, he is now 27-4 and four hmm. going on that stuff, so that's in play here. But eight and a half points, yes, that's it. And even a Florida team playing in the cold weather, I'm going Duval here. I'm taking the oh, Jags. Yes. you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be worried about, but uh, thank you, Nika, right there. Uh, starting the biggest worry Dude, right have now Have you ever is, been to Arrowhead as a warm-weather guy? Well, you're a cold-weather guy now. I have, and I'm still not right, dude. It is it is gnarly. I've been there actually one time. I haven't checked time. the weather. I yeah, went there one go? time. Uh, the Broncos got their ass kicked by Kansas City back in the day. Cold as hell. Awesome fans, though. Incredible fans. Oh, amazing fans. Yes, they're awesome. So, um, But, anyways, the Jags' defense, the pass defense, that's start their weakness. Any, any weighing me again already? i, I got to work on my transitions back into my train yeah. of thought. Yeah. I know you do. Seriously, dude. It's disrespectful. We've, we've covered this a million times. I know. Anyway. Well, we've got a couple left here, so we'll figure it out sooner or later. Um, hopefully the Jags you, you won't. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> hopefully the Jags' pass D will figure their thing out. It's been their weakness. That and being shit on third down. Tight ends and running backs out of the backfield lit them up this season, so Travis Kelsey obviously is a top priority here. Also, in Week 10, in that Week 10 game, Mahomes wasn't sacked one time, and his offense went for 486 yards. But this isn't the same Jags team. Like Kansas City, they've gone 7-1 since that game. They are also creating pressure now. On offense, they have to run the football this weekend. Casey has the worst uh, team run stop win rate in football. The Jags aren't great run blockers. Their line's banged up, so Travis Etienne is going to have to make more people miss than he did in the first game. He wasn't great there. Also, Trevor, he has to ball out, and his slow starts have to stop. 
It got them in the first game, and eight times in the past ten games, they haven't scored a touchdown in the first quarter, so that's not good. And only Philly scores more first-half points than Kansas City does. But I think Trevor shows up here. ATS, Jags advantage, 4-0-1 versus a team with a winning record this season, 6-1-1 in their last eight against the AFC, while Kansas City has only covered 37.5% of their games this season, including going 0-4 against a team with a winning record and won 7-1 and one in their last nine home games. Let's take the eight-and-a-half points here and ride with Mrs. Ursay's Jags. Dude, listening to you, I've you got to ask. You can't have a newcomer come in. Listening Thank to you, I've got to ask, what is your caffeine of choice? Meth? <laughs> Adderall? Right Dude, what, I cannot believe you don't even have this gear. You just went for, like, a high gear, a fourth gear, to ninth gear. What are you on right now? I just tried this green tea. Never tried it before in my green life. Green tea did that. Yeah. The hell it did. I, that's what I'm drinking right now. Bullshit. Life. I'm high on life. Oh, yeah. Better yet. I, I'd, I'd buy the green tea before I'd buy that. All right, so the Jags. You're, and you're a felon, head. You're both. I, he put me in the ground with his green tea. You and I are on the same page on a lot of this, but we'll see about the outcome. Look, the Jags are red hot. There's a hell of a lot to like about them. That's why I took them last week against the Chargers. They got me paid. They shocked the world. Well, until we remembered who they were playing and then realized when they fell behind 27 nothing, they had the choking Chargers right where they mm. wanted them. I do not think they're going to spot KC a 27-point lead, and I really don't think they want to spot them any kind of lead at all. Like you said, Trevor's got to get off to a quick start because the one thing they don't want is to get into a shootout with Mahomes. Right. I think that Jags Mahomes? defense has improved, but I do not see them handling Mahomes and all that weaponry. Mm. You touched on this, but I think you kind of glossed over it. I feel really strongly about this. They're not handling Travis Kelsey. Yes. No, they're yeah. not. He's the best tight end in the history of the world. And number two, the Jags do not handle any tight ends, much less the best one to ever play the game. Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett got his last week. Yep. Kelsey is going to destroy them. Fair. These two teams, to your point, they did play in Week 10. I understand they're not the same teams. Mahomes, though, had arguably his best game of the year against them. Mm -hmm. He's making use of all of his weapons. We didn't talk about Jarek McKinnon, who's been a total stud and revelation, right? Coming out of the backfield, catching it. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Pacheco, I think, is not getting the run he deserves, toting it. If they got to mm -hmm. run it, he can. And, of course, my only real concern, you mentioned them against the run. My biggest concern about KC is on the back end, in the secondary. But, dude, you know they are so good up front. Mm -hmm. That mitigates my concern there. My only concern then is eight and a half points, a big fat chunk. Fat. Uh -huh. And I did say earlier this week on the Daily that my early lean was to take all four dogs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to blow that out right now. Chiefs are <laughs> dialed. They're lethal as they've ever been. And while the Jags are a damn good story, the Chiefs are a much better team. It says here they're at least eight and a half better at home Ooh. in the playoffs. Chiefs. All right, so you and I are on the opposite side of that one. Okay. The NFL playoff action continues, and we are one step closer to Super Bowl 57 and for the NFL Divisional Round. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. 
It's an absolute blast. Take that big swing. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code BIGBETS. New customers can bet 5 bucks on the NFL Divisional Round and then get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code BIGBETS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Giants, Eagles, let me start with a profanity advisory warning. There is an F-bomb coming in three, two, and one. Fucking G-men. I mean, can we give these guys some fucking credit for real? Yes, sir. Credit. I cracked him hard under that so-called leader of men, Joe Judge. For real. And deservedly so because they were ass. But under that legend among men, Brian Dable, they have been frankly unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, dude, here they are. Here the bleep they are. And here frankly, are. it is a somewhat beautiful sight. Hats off to Dable. Mm-hmm. Judge could not have been any more fraudulent. Dable couldn't be any more legit. Incredibly, I love this game. Mm-hmm. I once again love the rivalry head. If you love or even like the Giants, you it. can get them at a hell of a lot of value at seven and a half. Can't wait to hear. Well, is it still seven and a half? Seven and what and a half. the hell are you doing with this one? Yep, same number. The G-Man got me paid last week, but I'm going against him here. I'm going with Philly Fan. Mm. Hey, uh, Alvin, since you're a jukebox fan, can you give me some Philly, uh, um, Philly Fan for me, please? A little bit? Damn it, dude. Come on. You know what, you know what that is, dude? Here we you know go. what that is? We was you know what that is? Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I jumped favorite. on that one more time, Alvy. That is such an amazing bite. My oh. man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. Hey, hey, Head, since you asked mm-hmm. that, explain the context of that and what that guy just did. So some guy helped, uh, there was a burning building, and a family had to get the babies out. So they threw the babies out the window, and this guy was catching them. And in the middle of his interview, he sideswipes Aguilar and says, I didn't drop him like Aguilar did. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible Philly fan. Rock on. Best soundbite I've ever heard in my life, and the video's even better. Everybody should check that out. But uh, good news here. These Eagles don't have Aguilar dropping balls. They have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard going up against a team that intercepted six passes all season. That's the worst in the NFL with the Raiders, and the Eagles should shred them on the ground as well. Football Outsiders ranks the Giants' run D as the worst in football. They have been lit up by opposing running quarterbacks to a tune. Worse than the Chargers even? They have them ranked that way. Now, yards per attempt, not so much, but football outsider says, yes, they're the worst. Okay. And 5.5 yards per carry they're allowing to opposing running backs. And Miles Sanders in the first game, the only only one we, we could really count here, he ran for 144 yards on him, so that's good too. But credit uh, your guy Dayball, who should be coach of the year, I believe that. They don't beat themselves. The Giants have an NFL low 7.3% of their drives ending in an offensive turnover. And Dimes, dude, he's thrown just one interception in his last 226 pass attempts. Dude, that is an amazing stat for that guy. Especially how much he turned it over. Who are you, Bart Starr? Like, that's amazing. What? For the turnover factory that was Dimes, that is incredible. Another testament to Dayball with Josh Allen as well, right? It's all factories. Yep, all factories. Okay, there you go. Anyways, he doesn't want to do that against this Eagles team. (laughs) <laughs> Why do you keep repeating yourself, dude? I heard you the first time. Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Dude, that there is incredible. I heard you. I know. Oh, okay. I know. Anyways, Dimes here. Does not want to throw the ball against the Eagles. They have five guys who had 10 or more sacks this season. It's running the football. 
They, uh, the Eagles are very much like the Giants here. They rank 24th in the NFL, allowing 4.6 yards per attempt. But most teams don't stand in early because the Eagles average an NFL best 17.4 points in the first half. Let's hope that continues and make the Giants one-dimensional. Against the spread, all Giants here. In NFL best now, 77% cover on the season, five straight covers, 10-1 and one in their last 11 playoff road games. Philly, four straight losses against the spread, one in five in their last six Saturday games. But let's go uh, Jiminy Cricket and the Eagles minus seven and a half here. Jiminy wow, dude, so I've got... I've got a theory, dude. Like, back in the old, and you're pretty old, so you understand this. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day when Major League Baseball players had to get through a long year, they'd go into the clubhouse and they'd reach into, like, the big dish and Mm -hmm. pull out greenies, right? Yep. So your caffeine of choice is amphetamines. (laughs) Dude, there's there's no way you're talking this fast and not wrecking the language without being on something. If it's not meth and it's not amphetamine, what is it? I don't know, but I'm fired up for playoff football. Maybe it's that. It's not that, dude. It's greenies. Greenies, and not green tea, but greenies. Right? try one of them, but yeah. I think you did try five of them. (laughs) All right, so I went back and forth on this game. Literally, right up until the moment I cracked open the mic, the Eagles did kick the hell out of the Giants as recently as Week 14, but so much has happened since then. Neither again is the same team. Jalen Hurts got dinged. He Mm -hmm. came back. But to me, it's been several weeks since we've seen the MVP, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. The Giants, meanwhile, are not thrown off the same sort of vibes as they were when they got hospital jobbed by Philly a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and make an argument for the Giants. You drop that stat on Daniel Dimes. And on top of that, he's coming off that big wild card game and throwing it. I never thought that I would say this. Hell, I wouldn't have even said this in week 14. But they do have to respect this guy's arm. And we know they have to respect his legs Mm -hmm. because you and I talk about this every single week on this podcast. As dominant as Philly is defensively, they do struggle against the run. Against running backs, Mm -hmm. against mobile quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. and Daniel Jones is that. We know he can run it. We know Saquon can run it. On top of that, we know that they're going to throw him the ball out of the backfield because Hell, man, look at what they have. They're going to do whatever they can to get the ball in that guy's hands as often as they can. Honestly, I'm sure that Jalen Hurts is feeling better and doing better, but I'd be feeling better and doing better if I could see it for myself given the spread. That said, Philly may have staggered coming in, but there is a reason they are that one seed. The pass rush is freaking fierce. They've got a half a dozen guys who can get to the quarterback. We know they've got a couple of studs in the secondary in Darius Slay and James Bradbury. And, dude, I don't think, yeah, Slay all day. I don't think you gave me enough credit for how much I love Miles Sanders. You know I do. You love him. Love him, dude. Mm -hmm. He's going to blast away and tote the rock. And while I'm not sure where Hurts is physically, you mentioned this, he's got A.J. Brown, he's got Deontay Smith, Mm -hmm. he's Devontae, I should say, Mm -hmm. and he's got. TJ, or he's got a tight end that generally the Giants, they just don't play him well. We saw what TJ Hawkinson did last week. He right. torched him. Dallas Goddard, who mm-hmm. you mentioned, he's going to get his. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting at is I got tangled up in the thought for a minute. I've come to respect the Giants a lot, mm-hmm. but, but, mm-hmm. I just can't. I, I'm going to lay the points. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the, I'm going to lay the eight and a half. I mean, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yep. Is it seven, seven and a half? half yep. And I feel better about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So much for my plan for playing all the dogs. This is the game, dog! I've taken two favorites in a row.
Beautiful. It's All right. two for me. Which brings us to the sequel me. of the game that could not be finished and a beautiful matchup with some of our favorite human beings and definitely two of our favorite teams. You see, here on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets, we do not play favorites. Mm-hmm. The hell we don't. <laughs> We love the Bengals. We love the Bills. We love the Bills. We love the Bengals. Mm -hmm. They're playing each other. Holy shit, head. Mm -hmm. You see what I did there? Shit, head. Oh, geez. Holy shit, head. (laughs) Wow, dude. I I got some of what you got. Give me the number. Give me the pick. Uh, The the number is the Buffalo Bills are favored by five and a half points here. And even despite it being deja vu like in Cincinnati Cincinnati right now. We're doing it to each other, dude. (laughs) You started it. I caught it, and now we're passing it back and forth. Oh, man. Cincinnati, Thanks, it's like last year. Up. Let me put it that way. Um, Joe's like getting the, the fucking yips, man. <laughs> we'll get to that soon enough. Yeah, no doubt. Meyer. Um, yep, yep, yep. Maher. Maher. See? You know, I'd mess that one up, too. Anyways. See? Yeah, not important. Kickers. Anyways, Joe's getting the piss knocked out of him again, Jim. It's not important. New kickers matter a hell of a lot. What if it comes down to a kick? Yeah, I could. I don't know if it covers my spread. Fair point right there. You keep Meyer's name out your mouth. <laughs> Idiot kicker. I'm taking the points. Idiot podcaster. Here, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati here, taking the five and a half points. It could get un- ugly as hell Sunday. If Jonah Williams well, doesn't rich. go at You're left tackle. somebody ugly. Just We're kidding. Just kidding, dude. <laughs> if he doesn't this go, podcast. they will be missing three starters, meaning this O-line is even windier than the one that Joe led to the Super Bowl last year. Don't do it, Alvin. Don't you dare do that, Alvin. <laughs> That's Great. it right there. Great. The good, no- the good news, though, for Cincinnati is the there's no Von Miller. Tell me the good news, dude. <laughs> no Von Miller, and Joe uh, does find a way to get the ball out of his hands fast. PFF has Joe as their highest-rated passer when getting rid-, getting rid of the ball under two and a half seconds, and he does have better weapons than Josh Allen does all around. The Bills are so Josh, Josh Allen-dependent. Allen yes, that guy right there. Yes, Josh of course, Dude, that why, guy. Why? Hi, why? <laughs> I keep hearing you the first time you say it. Why Why do you keep hammering that, man? <sighs> One more time, Alan. Josh Allen. Thank you, Alan. Alan Alvin? Josh Allen. Holy shit. Thank you, Alan. No wonder Melvin hates you. Thank you, Alan. Josh Allen. Thank you, Alan. Josh Allen. Thank you, Alan. Okay, that guy right there. Wow. Yes. Of course, all great teams. You got to admit, Melvin was amazing with that. He was right there. That was Alan, incredible. You did a great job. I appreciate Melvin. that. Okay. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> He's back, dude. He's back. Of all the great teams, they're dependent on their stud quarterbacks without a question, without a doubt, right? But no more, more than Josh <laughs> Allen in Buffalo, okay? Josh Allen. Yes. He is the explosion in the Literally passing game. what you say does not matter at all. I know. Because nobody's hearing it. Spot. We're too locked in on what Melvin's doing to you. <laughs> It's incredible, dude. Josh Allen. I can't believe he just dropped that buzzer. That he, if he's going to bring... <laughs> he's, the, he's the explosion in the passing and running game, Jim, is what I'm trying Holy to say. Holy yeah. shit, dude. I don't Ooh. know that I've lost it since the beaver-like chompers facts back in the day. Alvin. Oh. Alvin's just locked in. For a guy who took three or four days off mentally, Thank man, you, he is on this. Yeah, he's hitting, he's hitting right now very good. So. Wow, yeah. very well. <laughs> My point, Stephon Diggs Wrong. and Gabe Davis are good football players, right? But no one is making people miss once they get the ball in the passing game in Buffalo right now. The Bills wideouts, they rank 26th in y- yards after carry once they get the football in the regular Yacht season. Rock. The Giants. Yachts after carry, Yacht Rock. Yock. Yep, Yock. Yep. 
So look at look at this way. The Giants wideouts that which most way? of our Wait, audience. Which way should I look at this, Head? How should I look at this? <laughs> I'm going to look at it this way. The Giants wideouts that most of our audience cannot name a single player who plays for them at the wideout position, they outgain the Buffalo Bills this year in yards after catch for Buffalo. receivers. Amani Tumor? Buff- <laughs> David Tyree? Great, Love Tyree, too. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both. Anyways. Yeah. Buffalo threw the ball 54 more times. Josh Allen did, Alvin. Josh Anyways. Allen. Yes. <laughs> I think Dude, that's he's why. Not, he's not a fucking jukebox, all right? Yeah, we, my we bad. Just, I can't keep going back to that. Anyways, take is, that's why Allen presses so much, so hard all these times. He turns the damn ball over. He led the league in giveaways during the regular season with 19. Last week, three fumbles, one loss, two did interceptions. You hear the who? Did you hear him just drop Bob O'Reilly, the who <laughs> on you? Yeah, I, I don't know that band, so I got to keep going. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Anyways, Allen was also that's sacked funny. seven times last week, and he was hit 13 times because his line is like uh, Burroughs. It's complete ass. Not as bad as Burroughs, but it's bad. Good news for Allen in Buffalo this week. Eli Apple is coming to town, so he could just go at him quite a bit. ATS. Cincinnati is the second best team in football, covering 70% of their games. 7-2 and two is an away team. 2-0 and oh is an away dog, but Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. they're 1-5 in five against the spread versus a team with a winning record. Warda, Rick, and Buffalo, I love you and your blind friend Buffalo. Terry, but... Bengals plus the points here. Dude, I got five and a half. I, I, it's kind of hard for me to put all that together, and it's not really your fault because I interrupted you and you fucked everything up so badly that Alvin kept doing it. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Wild Trapper, because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal. And it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? I'm a little surprised that you're not more concerned about the Bengals' offensive line. You always are because you always are. I, I tried to make that point, but I, I you know, I, I, I bumbled it. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's but, my but, biggest worry. But he gets rid of the football fast and better than anybody else, like quarterback rating wise. So, good point. if Joe could do this and beat the Buffalo Bills with that line, dude, come on. Okay, tell Nobody me again, what that. is our number right now? Five and a half. All right, so no lie. Again, watching this matchup or looking at it, I had some sensory overload. It's one of those times where I wish I was one of those analytic, Caltech, MIT nerds who play the game 10 million times via computer. Then they take what it spits out, and then I can just give you my pick. Or even better, like you and I have talked about, flip a coin once, heads, bills, win, tails, Bengals advance. Instead, like a Neanderthal, I just went about grinding this thing the way I normally do at night. And Mm -hmm. here's what I came up with. 
Okay. The Bengals had to work like hell for it against the Ravens, but that's what the Ravens do. They make you earn everything. And then Joe Burrow did what he always does. He wins on the big stage. The bigger the stage, the better this guy is. Rare is the dude who's as comfortable and as cold-blooded when everybody else around him is pissing down their leg as Joe Burrow. Then I could say pretty much the same thing, though, right, about his counterpart, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Notice Josh how Alvy does Allen. not do that. Okay, Thank he does you. do it to me. I was yep. going to say, he doesn't do it to me like he does to you. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I could say the same thing about Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Like Burrow. <laughs> Beerless. He's got a freaking hose for an arm and will beat you with his arms and his legs. The problem with big Josh Allen, far too often he beats or at least hurts them by getting careless and loose with the rock. I know you take the good with the bad with Josh because mm-hmm. he makes so many plays, but... He does have a proclivity, big word, look it up, for throwing it to the other team and for putting it on the ground. And he did it again last week, but he got away with it because, one, he often does. Mm -hmm. And, two, getting away with it against a busted-up Miami team is one thing. But if he plays like that again, that probably does not beat the Bengals, and I know it won't beat the Chiefs. Age-old refrain. Josh is going to Josh, and you want him to, but he's got to clean it up. Key Mm -hmm. matchup to me. What we touched on, the Bills' pass rush and the Bengals' pass protection. The Bengals' pass protection was not an issue, but it could be once again. They're busted up on the line. Left tackle Jonah Williams dislocated his kneecap. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think of? Whenever I think of a, quote, dislocated kneecap, I always think of Karan Butler sliding oh, his dude. back into place like he was playing shuffleboard with his kneecap. Wasn't it like halfway down his leg yeah, during an NBA game? Yeah, he his didn't want his mom to see it. slid yeah. about three or four inches up his thigh because I guess that's what happens when you have a ruptured patella tendon. He looks down, reaches down, pushes the kneecap back into place, stands up, and walks off the court. And I- that was Rick Carlisle to me on The Daily Show back in the day. I mean, seriously, this is why he's known, Karan, as Tough Juice, because he's a tough motherfucker. That is Great gloss. Yep. Incredible. Anyway, (laughs) they're banged up, and then you got the likes of Ed Oliver, Mm -hmm. Matt Milano, Boogie Basham, Mm -hmm. Hunting QB. That's not good for Joseph Legend. You mentioned Eli Apple. You got things Stephon Diggs is going to torch him. He will. Dawson Knox has been a touchdown machine for weeks now, and Bill's Mafia has found a gear that even I didn't know that they had. However, however, give me that line one more time. Uh, five and a half now. Just Okay, yep. another mm-hmm. half point. If yep. you're telling me I can have Joe freaking Burrow and five and a half in the postseason, that is just too good for me to turn down. Too much value. Got to play a dog. Should have done so sooner, maybe. Bengals minus 5.5. Nice. I'm with you. All right. So I want to hear what you – this is a pick, Frisco and Dallas. Mm-hmm. I almost want to hear your pick before mm-hmm. I give you my pick. Well, I'm going to anyway, right? Yep. You're, you're so well-sourced. Mm-hmm. The intel you have at your fingertips because, well, you know, Mike Shanahan is your surrogate dad. That's right. Kyle Shanahan is your stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Brother. What did the rat – and Lobster Jr. tell you on your weekly conference call with the fam, mm-hmm. is there anything you can share with us? What is the latest number? And let me just say this. You mm-hmm. wouldn't really go against your own fam in this spot, would you? Because if you did, you know what that makes you? What? A rat with two T's. It's two for me. 
Did you talk to your fam? What is the number? How you playing it? Look, family business stays oh, within oh, the family, but sometimes families do fight. So full disclosure here, we're not on speaking terms right now because I told him I'm going to take the Cowboys and the three and a half points this week. Oh. And yes, Pops is pissed. His you know face turned red. He's livid with me right now. He made his argument. He thinks about, you're a rat with two T's. He thinks I'm he a rat He looks like now. a lobster. They're disowning me from the Shanahan family for the weekend. Wow, dude. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. believe you're going against your beloved fam. I know. He made the argument about big clock Brock and the Niners being 6-0 and since he took over and how the Niners are averaging 404 yards of total offense per game, those six games. And he also told me KC average are the only team on the season that averaged more yards per game on the season than that number. But I said, you know what? Purdy hasn't played a defense like this one, Jim. Elite pressure. The Cowboys have the highest pressure rate in football. They also um, are above average in coverage. You know, they got some weaknesses in their second and third corner, but overall they're, they're above average there. And they led the league in takeaways with 33 on the season. Now, on the other hand, the Niners were second in the NFL in takeaways themselves, led the league in interception, and that could be an absolute disaster for Dak. Dak might be primed to split the opposing team's numbers right here. He didn't throw an interception against Tampa and hasn't gone two consecutive games this season without throwing God, the dude, ball to the other team. how bad was Tampa last week? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I'm they're not. Horrible. How bad were they, dude? They were so disappointing. They're like horrible. They That's why they're blowing it up out they're there. Like, why, yeah. why would we be surprised? I just want to make the point, man. They sucked. They Saying suck. something sucks is not yeah. a take, but they suck. They, that was so disappointing. It was. The offense, but it's predictable. That's how know, they right? were all what season What did we expect? Long. They were 8-9. Yeah. It's that, that, that turning the switch shit that never works, and you thought some point Bacon would, and he never could do it. But um, Dak, that's the worry with Dak, like I just said, though. Two consecutive games this season, he hasn't gone without throwing an interception. That is that's not an amazing good. word. I, I hate to mess with the guy's name, but you know what's an amazing word? Gak. 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 Oda Prescott. I'm a wordsmith. Gak. This Niners defense is first in scoring, second in total yards. Alvin got it. Thank you. (laughs) Gak. Of course, Alvin knew what Gak was. Uh, I'm going to say. That was uncalled for. (laughs) I'm going to say this Niners defense have not dealt with a team like um, this uh, Cowboys offense. Oh, that must be Dak right there, the Shanahan family. My bad. I, I'd take up. that call. If that, rat, that? if that rat's blowing you up, I would take that call, dude. <laughs> He's y- pissed. If he turns any redder. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just say the last good offense they've played was Kansas City, and Kansas City lit them up for 44 points here. And I think Cowboys have the potential to move the ball on this defense right here. Against the spread, San Francisco 8-2 and two against the spread at home this season, 5-0 and oh in their last five divisional playoff games, 12-2 and two in their last 14 home games, Dallas 2-9 and nine in their last 11 January games. That's not good for Big Fat Mike. Um, but look, Big Mike and Dak, if, if they cannot win this game with a Super Bowl roster against a quarterback who was taken last in this year's draft, wh- what do they have in Dallas? Let's go Cowboys plus 3.5. I'm talking with Jay Woods of Omega Tax Credits about small businesses under 500 employees qualifying for a tax refund from a new program. Tell me again, Jay, how long does it take for somebody saying, yeah, I don't know, I probably don't qualify. I'm saying find out because you don't know. How long does it take for them to find out? You don't have a more important 10 minutes in your day than these 10 minutes. That's it. 
800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com and find out. Jay is right for your business. There is not a more important 10 minutes. All right, so I'm not going to blame this on you, but I want to share an inside story. So going into that Monday night game, I, I was already on record. If you listen to the pod, I took Bacon 45 mm-hmm. and the points. But then right before that game, I said to you, like, I don't want to contradict what we did, but I got to be honest. And I'll stand by it. That was my pick, and I'm not denying it. But I knew that you went the other way, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, I went Dallas. And I said, mm-hmm. I knew you went Dallas. And I said, you know what, dude, I got to admit, I'm really rethinking this. I'm feeling not good at all about Tampa Bay and Bacon 45. Not only do I want to hit the other one, I want to hit the other one with pretty much everything I have left in my account. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I talked you out of making money. You, you talked me <laughs> out of doing that. I was going to load the bleep up on That's Dallas because you took Dallas. And even though you I took know. Dallas, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't like that bet. I'm Not like, the oh, smartest thing. Oh, yep. all right, head. Because I, I strangely respect your knowledge. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll be disciplined. Pissed. You'll make up for it, though. Yeah, I, I probably won't. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, they don't give the money away. I wish I'll they did. They make you earn it. So, mm-hmm. to me, this is another tough one to pick. You make a pretty persuasive argument for Dallas. I mean, like, there was a reason why I took Bacon 45. I didn't like what I was seeing from <laughs> Dak coming into that game. I thought Ezekiel Elliott looked washed. I thought that Tony Pollard looked like he might be gassing out. I thought even that dominant Dallas defense was lacking its usual juice. Mm-hmm. You couple that with them going on the road to deal with a sub-500 bucks team and geriatric Bacon 45. And, man, that shit had disaster written all over it. I'm not going to lie, dude. I was rooting for it because then the daily show that we do Monday through Friday for three hours would have done itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the Cowboys did what alleged Super Bowl contenders do to bullshit divisional winners that back into the playoffs the way the Bucks did. They knocked them the hell out, and they may have knocked Bacon 45 right into retirement if he's smart. Mm-hmm. So. What about Frisco? They look like the best team in the NFL for weeks now. Mm-hmm. We know they're unbelievable defensively. And at the risk of Micah Parsons, who I love, calling me a sissy once again on Radio <laughs> Row like he did last year, Melvin. This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Yeah. Wait, I, I need to see the gift card. Dude, are you done with that? Why don't you just dump that whole bottle on that? Can we get a gift card on the I table? The mo- I need to see the money on the table. Twenty dollars right now. That, that, ain't can... no, that ain't enough, dude. That ain't enough. How about you put that watch on the table? <laughs> you see this watch? Micah thought that I was somewhat amusing, but that he did. Awesome. He, he did call me a sissy on TV uh-huh. and radio. Anyway, awesome. at the at the risk of alienating him again because mm-hmm. he is a freaking stud. Stud. Nick Bosa is my defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, did you hear Nick's bro Joey light the officials on fire after the Chargers <laughs> choked away that twenty-seven point lead? Did you hear that? Uh, parts of it. Needs to be more accountability on. Uh, I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season, they're probably back in the locker room after the game. Like, I got that. Oh, yeah, got him 15 yards. What a loser. I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Um, Whatever, power trip. I'm sick of those people. And I'm just about my third F-bomb so far. Sorry, but, man. Oof. Hey, Head, I'm not good at impressions, but how That's about awesome. this? Do you, do you believe that guy? He literally just said in front of the media, 
Hey, man, I'm just, I'm sick of those fucking people. I'm sick of those <laughs> it sounded, people. It almost sounded like the, uh, the Jacksonville gal did, you know. Mrs. Ursa. Mrs. Ursa. Steal the show. Steal the show. I'm sick of those fucking people. That's incredible. Like, what, what do you think? Amazing. If you're not allowed to criticize the officials and uh-huh. doing so is going to cost you money, what do you think a quote I'm sick of those fucking people. Blast is going to run Joey. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, so they're, they're still working on it. <laughs> wow. All right, so anyway, Brock Purdy. Maybe. Maybe. Brock, Brock Purdy is gone from one of the best stories ever to, to me, a stone-cold mother bleeper. Like, mm. this dude could straight up win them a Super Bowl. I'm going to give him more credit than you are. Not mm-hmm. game-manage them to a Super Bowl. Not gravy-train the defense to a Super Bowl. This dude could win them a Super Bowl mm. with his arm, with his legs, with his brain, with his enormous brass set. I love this dude. I love the way he utilizes all of his weapons. I love the way your stepbrother, or mm-hmm. former stepbrother, coached Brother. him up. Mm-hmm. They, As long as they keep him clean long enough that he can big Brock some suckers, and I know that's a big <laughs> if, but if they can, they're going to be just fine. And if it's close, I said we'd get to this, mm-hmm. if it's close and it does come down to a kick, we do have Dallas icon Brett bleeping Maher, Maher to not only not, there you go, not only not split the uprights, but miss the net altogether. Amazing. You know that, right? Mm. You know that they nearly ran out of K-balls last <laughs> I week? I saw that. Because dude missed the net repeatedly. My favorite player in the league right now. And he's a good kicker, like Peyton said before that. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, but, but me, me and Tony will deal with this when we get back, right? <laughs> Anyway, bottom line, it's a hell of a lot more fun to crush the Cowboys, but they've got my respect. They clearly have your respect. Mm -hmm. They're once again dangerous, dangerous enough that I don't feel good about this, but I am going to take Frisco and lay the points. I I don't feel great about it. You already fucked me once on the Cowboys, dude. Yeah, no. I gotta own that. I take yeah. that. I retract that. That was not cool. I, I, nobody can make me do anything. You're not the boss of me, head. I did that myself. Okay, cool. A- end of the day, I think I went with okay. three. Okay, I think I went with three of the four favorites mm-hmm. when my early lean was all four dogs. That's what I did. Run it back for me, head. Who you got? Never mind that podcast stuff. Give me your damn picks. Give me the damn picks right here. Jags plus eight and a half at KC. Eagles minus seven and a half v Giants. Bengals plus five and a half now at Buffalo. And the Dallas Buffalo. Cowboys plus three and a half at San Francisco. All right. It's going to be an intense weekend. I can't wait. The divisional round. Cannot wait. Great job, Head. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jim. It is time now to check in with the pro football doc himself, Dr. David Chow, longtime team physician for the Chargers and the man behind Sports Injury Central. Doc, what's going on? How are you? Doing great. Uh, Fun wild card weekend, some unpredictability. And uh, look, the healthier teams move on. We had three teams that were moderate health yellow, and they all lost in the wild card round. Now all the teams are green, and we look more at specific matchups and recency of injury and clusters of injuries. And there's still some advantages to be had uh, factoring in health. 
All right, so why don't we talk about these very things? Why don't we start with the Bills and the Bengals? The Bengals' offensive line was not a concern for some time, and now it appears that it might be once again. How healthy or maybe unhealthy is Cincinnati this week, and is there a significant sick differential in this matchup? Well, if you look at overall six scores, Cincinnati's 84, but their offense, because of the offensive line, is sub-80. So it gets the overall team score gets muted because of the good, relatively healthy defensive score with the Wouzier, the number one cornerback, the only one out. Hubbard's back. Everyone else is back. But the offensive line for the Bengals may be the biggest concern of the weekend. Why? 60%, three-fifths of the starting offensive line is out, likely out. Uh, the left tackle, Jonah Williams, and Alex Kappa have not been ruled out yet, but we feel they will not play. And so that marks three weeks in a row, three games in a row, that the Bengals have lost a starter on the offensive line. Week 16, Leo Collins, ACL, MCL. Week 17 was that Buffalo game that was canceled, so it doesn't count. Week 18, they lost Alex Kappa with a high ankle and MCL, and he's termed week to week, meaning he's not playing this week, but by video he wasn't. And last week in game, we said Jonah Williams suffered a patella subluxation in injury, which was confirmed, and he's unlikely to play. So that's a lot of change in recency. And even going into that game against the Ravens, we said the right guard and right tackle were a big issue. They shifted protection to the right, leaving Jonah Williams alone. When he got hurt, which way do they shift the protection? And you already saw Joe Burrow throwing underneath a lot, three steps and ball out. So that, in some ways, potentially neutralizes the downfield effect of Jamar Chase. So there's all sorts of things to look at here in terms of total side, but even props, you know, uh, you know, quick drops and ball out. What does that mean for longest completion, Jamar Chase yards, the tight end, and Joe Mixon, et cetera. But that's one of the biggest injury things to watch of the weekend. I remember last year, the Bengals did not have a great offensive line. They shorted up with Lael Collins, and they have their same right tackle from the end of last year being the starter now uh, back in there since he's right tackle too. All right, so I think that sounds pretty concerning. If you're a Bengals fan, not necessarily something that can't be overcome, but that does sound concerning. What about the Eagles and the Giants? For instance, I love the matchup, but when looking at a pretty dramatic point spread, I'd feel better about putting myself out there if I had a better idea of how Jalen Hurts is feeling. Where do you come out on Hurts? For instance, what are you seeing and or hearing about his health this week, and how do you expect him to play? We don't really have concerns about Jalen Hurts. I get why people would be worried. He's their number one guy, MVP candidate guy. He missed week 16 and 17. And week 18 wasn't overly effective and wasn't doing the usual RPO stuff that he did. They were protecting him because the Giants were mailing it in and it didn't matter for them. So now he's five weeks from the injury. We expect him to be fully healthy from the pocket, throwing the ball, and fully able to run and take hits. If he has any residual soreness, he can get it injected and be fine. The reason we have so much confidence is this was an SC joint sprain that he suffered in week 15, where he played the entire fourth quarter and looked good. A recent comp for an SC joint injury was Tyreek Hill when he was with the Chiefs. 
where he dislocated his SC joint, went to the hospital, had it reduced with the procedure, much more severe form than Jalen Hurts. And Tyreek Hill missed four games and played the fifth game. That was a worse injury. This is now the fifth week. We've really got full confidence in Jalen Hurts. If you're worried about Hurts at all, it's more for rust than it is for physical health. And if you're an Eagles fan, the bigger worry is Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson's going to play through his core muscle injury, which he needs surgery for in the offseason. But how well is the question? Is it going to be all pro Lane Johnson or pro bowl Lane Johnson or pro bowl alternate Lane Johnson who's out there? We know he's going to play. But the Eagles likely will have ruled out very shortly Avante Maddox with their with their turf toe. So that's where their injuries are. And for the Giants, uh, Aziz Ojulari is iffy, uh, the edge rusher for the Giants. But the Giants' injury issues are more chronic. Everyone knows about their wide receiver issues and injuries and their O-line issues. Nothing new. Uh, so really, uh, nothing to worry about for Jalen Hurts injury-wise. In Doc, game. you are in postseason form. All right, so what about the Niners and Cowboys? The Niners have been a monster for weeks now. The Cowboys showed up last week, Doc, but I'm not sure, frankly, they're that good or the Bucks are that bad. But for purposes of our discussion, how did Dallas come out of that game physically and in terms of health? What can you tell us about Dallas in that regard? Well, for Dallas, the big injuries right now are their safety, J. Ron Curse, with a mild MCL, who looks like he will play. The question is how effective. Jason Peters, with a hip issue, is likely out. He's sort of been a depth guy and a, and a good plug and a, and a veteran. The key there for the Cowboys, and this is why we liked Dallas going into the game, Tyler Biadez, their really top center, was back, back and healthy. Whereas Ryan Jensen, the Buck center, was back, but not necessarily fully healthy and in postseason form. And the Cowboys were able to protect, and they did very well in that game. So that's what bodes well. They still don't have Terrence Steele at right tackle. A little bit of shuffle on the offensive line. Overall, these are two relatively healthy teams. Dallas still has some defensive issues at cornerback two and three. But they are facing Brock Purdy. So the question is, can the rookie take advantage of that? And uh, if so, then uh, Dallas will be in for a long day. If not, it might be a pretty hard battle. All right, so, Doc, what about the last matchup? you got Kansas City and Jacksonville. Correct me if I'm wrong, but are the Chiefs not the healthiest team left in the postseason? And if they are, are they healthy enough to justify laying all those points against the Jags who are hot coming in? Yeah, the Chiefs are the healthiest team left in the playoffs. And everyone says, yeah, but what about Michael Hardiman? He's out. And what we do is not just look at injuries or injury reports. We do some analysis. They got Kadarius Toney because of the injuries to Kader- to uh, Michael Hardiman. So Kadarius Toney steps right in for Michael Hardiman. We don't penalize the Chiefs in terms of health there if at much at all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is indeed still on injury reserve coming off his high ankle. But Pacheco already took his job. He's the number one. So that's why the Chiefs have some injury issues, but because they're they're plug and play based on the backup or the starters losing their jobs, we don't see a deficit there. Frank Clark is the main question with his groin, and we think it's mild and he will play. And the biggest issue on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and you saw it in the first half, Obviously, it didn't sustain in the second half against the Chargers. In the first half, when there was a healthy Joey Bosa, who's recently returned, 
paired up with Khalil Mack, they were really able to attack Jacksonville, especially because Cam Robinson, their left tackle, and also their left guard has been out. And their right guard, Brandon Schur, is playing through his own, what we believe is a core muscle injury. He will play, but they're weakened along the Jacksonville offensive line. So based on the Chiefs being healthy and the weakness on the Jacksonville offensive line, we're not as nervous about laying all those points. All right, I love it. Absolutely great stuff, great intel, and great insight. Doc, take a moment and tell our listeners where they can go to find Sports Injury Central because there's always way more information on the site than even you and I are able to cover here. And as always, virtually all of it is free unless you don't want to actually do your own homework and you just want the picks. Then you can pay for that. But where do they go to get all this great intel? Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com. And one of the things is you get into playoffs and they're healthier. The prop picks are still there and interesting. Uh, the numbers are still coming out and we'll have some recommendations or you can look at the field view yourself. For example, even though we were fading the Bucks, we felt like with number two and three corners out for the Cowboys that, you know, coming out of the slot, uh, Chris Godwin would have a big game. And he did have a big game. And, and hit his prop easily, knowing that Brady was going to have to throw the ball and preferentially it would go to Godwin. So there are those matchup things that we will showcase and find for people as well, purely based off of injuries. But factor that into your own decision making. Injuries are just one factor. As I always say, if, if, if what we're saying on injury backs up your opinion, then maybe you go two units on what's happening. If it goes against it, maybe you get off of it or only go half a unit. Use this as an augment to what you're thinking about doing already. Which is exactly what I meant when I said that we can't cover it all in this segment. Great job, Doc. Appreciate that. Have a great weekend, and I will run you down next week. Thank you. All right, then. Incredible that we are already on to the divisional round, but here we are. Here are the bleep we are. And it is not too late to smash the subscribe button. If you appreciate what you're hearing and the work that we've all put into it, I would love for you to hit us with a five-star review too. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. And we will see you right back here on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. Peace.